And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this beautiful Saturday morning. And as always, we hope that you are going to have a great day. We thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, we appreciate your questions and your comments. And should you have some uh, questions about today's program or a program from the past, please contact me at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. If you would like a free Bible to follow along with some of our scriptural references, again, please send me your name and your address, and I will only use that information for nothing else other than to get you a free Bible. And that email address for your questions, your comments, or a free Bible is Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And it really is encouraging to receive uh, your emails and, and telling us how much you appreciate the program. I, I want to give a special thank you to Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth from Galloway for sending me that note. It's very, very, very encouraging. Uh, thank you, Holly. Thank you, William. Um, I appreciate all of you guys who reach out. Um, and send us these wonderful encouragements to keep the program going. It's much, much appreciated. And I could keep going on for a long, long list, but most of you know who you are. So thank you. Appreciate that very, very much. And again, thank you for tuning in this morning to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, we've talked a lot about the rivers of life and the scriptures that refer that uh, rivers of living water will come flow out of us when we reach a certain uh, point of our life in our walk of faith. And so today's program is entitled The Far-Reaching Rivers of Life. And so when we examine a river, a river reaches places uh, which its source never really knows. And Jesus said that if we received his fullness, this is very important, if we receive Christ's fullness, rivers of living water will flow out of us. Reaching in blessing, it goes on to say, to the ends of the earth. And if you want to look up that scripture, go to the New Testament in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Please check that out. And regardless of how small the visible effects of our life may appear to be, you're in my life, you know, a lot of things we're going to do isn't going to be generally noticed by everyone. But regardless of how small those visible effects appear to be, Jesus' promise is that when we have received his fullness, rivers of living water will flow out of us reaching in blessings even to the end of the earth. I mean, that just is so almost overwhelming, but God gives us the strength to move forward. And so a, a very important thing to understand is that we have nothing to do with the outflowing of that water. We have to understand that this is the work of God and his alone. And that we believe that. That's very, very important. And so uh, also refer to the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 29. We'll give you a little more explanation and a deeper uh, read into that a little bit more uh, to get that understanding. It is so important to understand what he's saying, how these rivers of living waters will flow out of us. And so, again, this is the work of God. 
and that we believe in this is just crucial. Also understand this, that God rarely allows a person to see how great a blessing he is to others. Some of us, uh, you know, I've had conversations uh, in my life and in my walk of faith, and there are individuals who will tell me with how many people they saved and how many things they did here and there. That's not the purpose of what God is seeking for us to do to keep account of. Because the reality of it is, is this is God's doing, and we are, are being used within that by God to accomplish these things. It is God's will and not our own. So God rarely, I'm not saying never, but rarely allows a person to see how great a blessing he is to others. And why is the purpose of that? Because we're not looking for the person to come back and give us accolades. The idea of what we're doing is to help them understand how great our God is. And you never want to confuse that. God is great always. We're not great. God is great. Uh, we are, are doing God's will when we submit and surrender all of ourselves to him so that we can be moved and used in the most appropriate way. And one thing about a river, you think about this, a river is victoriously persistent. Oh, no, it doesn't. A river doesn't give up. Just look at the Grand Canyon. Rivers do not give up. A river is victoriously persistent to the point of overcoming all barriers. Although, you know, we can say we can tame rivers. We can do this by building dams. The reality of it is um, we have a limited part of what we can do when it comes to water itself. And for a while, it goes steadily on its course. But then it comes to an obstacle. You think about that. And for a while, it's blocked. But in its natural condition, we find that it soon makes a path around the obstacle. That's what a river does. Or a river will drop out of sight for miles only to emerge later, even broader and greater than ever. That's what a river does. Now, do you see God using the lives of others? But an obstacle is coming to your life and you don't seem to be of any use to God. Is that something that you experience? Is that something that you're, that you're experiencing? And so my suggestion is to keep praying attention, paying attention and praying to the source and God will either take you around the obstacle or he'll remove it. Think about concentrate on God, concentrate on his will in your life. In the end, the obstacle will be a matter of total indifference to the river, right? And it will flow steadily through you if you will simply remember to do what? Stay focused on the source. And that is so important for us to keep focused and our eyes and our heart and our soul focused on God. Because the river of the Spirit of God overcomes all obstacles. Absolutely. There is nothing impossible for God. And never focus your eyes on the obstacle or the difficulty because you will get lost in it. 
and, and like I say, the obstacle will be a matter of total indifference to the river uh, that will flow steadily through you if you simply, again, remember to stay focused on the source. Never allow anything, never allow anything to come between you and your Savior, Jesus Christ. Not an emotion, not an experience. Nothing must keep you from one great sovereign source. And that is our Lord and Savior. Keep your heart and your mind. We talked about this scripture many times when Peter stepped out of the boat. And as long as he kept his eyes focused on Christ, who was standing above and walking on the waters, Peter was also on top of the waters. But as soon as he was distracted, as soon as that obstacle, in this case, which was the storm, began to pull his attention away from the, the focus that he should have been looking at Jesus, he began to sink. That's very important for us to understand. Now think of healing and far-reaching rivers uh, developing and nourishing themselves in our souls. Think about that. That's what God does for us. He nourishes our soul continually. God is opening up wonderful truths within our minds. And at every point, he's opened up another indication of the wider power of the river that he will flow through us. Grasp that. Ponder that. If you believe in Jesus, you will find that God has developed and nourished you with mighty rushing rivers of blessings for others. Don't lose that focus. Don't lose that focus. Stay focused of what God is doing in your life with these wonderful flowing rivers who are meant to nourish those around you. Think of that. So remember, the picture of our Lord describes here is not of a simple stream of water, but of an overflowing fountain. And that's in John, Gospel of John 14.4. The water that I shall give him will become a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. Continue to be filled. That's what I want to urge you. Continue to be filled, like it says in Ephesians 5, 18. And the sweetness of your vital relationship to Jesus will flow as generously out of you as it should. Think about that. And if it's not, and if it's not springing up, something is obstructing the flow. Let's take a short break, and you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown 
here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you so much for joining and uh, tuning in and joining us this morning on Saturday morning. It is truly appreciated. We know how valuable your time is, so we really do appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to us. Uh, I do want to remind you that it is the time of year as we are approaching Thanksgiving, which honestly we should be doing Thanksgiving every day of the year and giving thanks. But I do want to point out that it is this time of year when many uh, of us and our brothers and sisters in our communities who are finding themselves uh, uh, falling short on food and needed items. Um, and so I would ask you to please consider giving a gift to the Atlantic City Rescue Mission this year. As we feed thousands of people a year and we be preparing a, a wonderful, bountiful meal uh, so that we might share that blessing with all our brothers and sisters who are not in as good as financial shape as as some of us may be. And I'm sure there are many people that you know who are only a paycheck away from being in that condition in themselves as, as I do as well. So please consider giving a gift this year to the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. Uh, you can go online at acrescuemission.org and hit the Donate Now button. That would really be incredible. So I want to thank you in advance for considering helping those in our communities who are in desperate need of food, shelter, clothing and counseling, all of which the Atlantic City Rescue Mission has provided for almost 60 years. Thank you and God bless you. And uh, on with our program today and the, uh, I would say uh, this second portion of our title of our our program would be the fountains of blessings. We've been talking about how we become these rivers of living waters, how God uses us to bless others through uh, what God does through us. And it is an incredible thing. And the cautionary tale to it is don't try to count of how you've been a blessing to God or to others. Simply be that blessing. Don't step back and start to look. And, you know, you could fall into that trap like David did and trying to count his soldiers and his might and what he's done It's not about what we've done. It's about what God is doing in us. Just continually give the blessings that you can give that God has shared with you. Be those blessings of rivers of water, of living waters. Be that incredible blessing and continue to do that. Uh, And staying in God's will. Keep our will out of it. Keep our earthly, fleshly thoughts out of the mix so that we can be used to the fullness of God's will. I think it's so, so important that we understand that. Now, Jesus was talking about us to stay focused on the source, which we know is God. But when he was talking about staying focused on the source, he wasn't saying it so that we would be blessed personally, because God already knows And it's already pointed out to us, I know what you need before you even ask. What God is doing in making us these rivers of living waters flow out of us is to bless others. Let's focus on that. And so when we do that, when we're focusing on the the source, then it can come to pass that 
rivers of living water will flow out of us to provide an irrepressible life. Oh, my goodness. Look up the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 38. And so we, I want to reiterate this again, we are to be fountains through which Jesus can flow. It's Jesus that's flowing through us. And we're, it, it's describing him as rivers of living water in blessing to everyone. That is the point of these scriptures. Now, I'm sad to say, yet some of us are like the Dead Sea, always receiving but never giving. Let's, let's you and I not be those. Let's, and, and if we find and we think deeply that we are, let's change this immediately because our relationship is not right with our Savior if that's what we're doing, seeking continual blessings for ourselves. Because he says, before you ask, I already know what you need. And as surely as we receive blessings from him, he will pour out blessings again through us. That's so important. And that's why he tells us in the beginning in Matthew where, you know, don't take this candle, this light that I have given you, hide it under a bushel and put it under a bed to keep it for yourself. The light that I'm giving you, this miraculous light, is to make the darkness depart and to bring the light of life through Jesus Christ to the entire world. That's what you want to be. You don't want to be the person that takes that candle and hides it for themselves. Please think about that. Think about what you're doing in your life. And remember, he will pour out blessings through us. Now, remember, whatever the blessings that are not being poured out in the same measure, they're not received. So we have to uh, detect in our relationship with him. We, we need to look at this to make sure that we're not doing about what I just mentioned, trying to just receive endless blessings for ourselves. The blessing for ourselves is that Jesus Christ is our Savior. And anything beyond that, <laughs> anything beyond that is just sprinkles on the ice cream, right? Jesus Christ is our blessing. He is who is giving us life and life eternal. And so beyond having that, we want to be able to be utilized by Christ in a way that shares the gospel, shares the light, shares the living waters that Jesus wants to flow out of us. And so I ask you in this, uh, is there anything hindering your faith in our Savior? Is there? And if not, then Jesus says, I'm going to remind you again, he says, out of you, if your faith is not hindered, out of you will flow rivers of living water. See, here's, a, here, here's a, I guess, a little more clarity to it. It's not a blessing that you pass on. It's not an experience that you share with others. But it is a river that continually flows through you. And that river is Christ himself. Stay at the source. 
closely guarding your faith in our Savior and that intimate relationship to him that we always talk about. Remain in him steadfast and there will be a steady flow into the lives of others with no dryness or deadness whatsoever. Because you remember there how Jesus described the world around the apostles when someone came and said, you know, let me go bury my father before I come and follow you. And Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. But why did he say that? Because they had not yet received him. So in essence, they were dead. But you, But in Christ using you, he will flow through you as rivers of living water. Stay at the source, brothers and sisters. Stay at the source. Is it excessive to say that rivers will flow out of one individual believer? I don't know. Let's think about that for one minute, then we'll have an answer. Do you look at yourself and say, but I don't see the rivers? And I will share with you. There's the issue. You're looking for it. Don't look for it. Through the history of God's work, think about this very carefully. Through the history of God's work, you will usually find that he started with the obscure, with the unknown. He started with the ignored. But those who have been steadfastly true to Jesus Christ. Those who he started with. Don't try to count your blessings. Don't seek to keep seeing and, and, and making a list of the blessings that you've been to others or the blessings that God, you're counting these blessings that God has given you. Simply be thankful that there are blessings and be thankful that God has used you that you have submitted and surrendered your will to his, and that in doing so, he will flow through you. Absolutely incredible. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after this. Please. Stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. I'm Karen McHugh. Putting the pandemic behind them, over 160 million browsers and buyers are expected to jump into the holiday season shopping pool this Thanksgiving weekend. This is one of the first years that everyone's like feeling more back to normal, so shopping. It's like the first Black Friday where everyone's like, let's go. Those Black Friday shoppers found in Pennsylvania's King of Prussia Mall just outside of Philadelphia. Meantime, holiday air travelers are having an easier time getting from here to there this year. Why has it gone well so far? The airlines say it's because they've reduced their schedules. Fewer flights, they're not promising things they can't deliver. They also say that they've adjusted better to absences from their staffs. They've got increased reserves in terms of staff. And they say remote work has led people to be more flexible in their travel times, not all piling in on the same day. Fox's Jeff Flock. America is listening to Fox News. 
Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Plenty of sunshine today, the high 56. Clear skies early tonight, then increasing clouds at a low of 37. Cloudy tomorrow, becoming breezy in the afternoon with periods of rain. There can be pawning on streets and highways, the high 61. Breezy Monday with intervals of clouds and sunshine will reach a high Monday of 56. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining me this morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you tuning in and taking the time to listen to our program. Should you have any questions about today's program or a program in the past, or maybe it's something you'd like to hear discussed in the future, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And if you would like a free Bible, just send me your name and your address, and I commit to you that I won't use your information for anything other than to send you that Bible. Again, thank you for tuning in and listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5. Back to our program. Wow, it has been an incredible morning. As always, sharing the gospel is something that is is near and dear to my heart, Um, as is the work that I do at the Atlantic City Rescue Mission as the CEO. And I would like to remind you that it's that time of year of when we were about to begin a Thanksgiving celebration. Although I will share with you Here at the Atlantic City Rescue Mission, we give thanksgiving and give thanks every single day. Our thoughts and our minds and our hearts are with those who are suffering in our community, who come to the mission in desperate need, being their worst day. And and they don't come to the mission necessarily happily, but that they have no other recourse for shelter or food or for counseling or for clothing and uh, eventually housing, but they do come, and we share the gospel, the good news of the, of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, with all those who come through our doors, and we share it in the most loving and wondrous way. It is not pounded, it is not threatened, but it is shared through love, and so often it is shared more through our actions and our deeds through the words, because after all, if you talk this talk all the time, and your words and your actions don't match it, you're not really doing it, are you? So I want to, I'd like to ask you to consider giving a wonderful gift to the Atlantic City Rescue Mission this year, and it will help us to care for men and women and families and all those who come through our doors seeking assistance. And it is through your help for all of these almost 60 years that the mission has been doing this, sharing the gospel with the poor, the indigent, the homeless, and the needy in our southern New Jersey communities. And I I would like to thank you on behalf in advance for the gift that you're going to consider to give us this year. So go online to acrescuemission.org and click on the Donate Now button. Please give all the goodness of God that has given you in your heart. Give that in return to someone who will never have the ability to repay you. And I want to thank you in advance for that. 
And back to our Saturday morning with Dan Brown program. Again, thank you for joining in. And this part, this third segment of our our program today, uh, we're going to start out with a scripture in 2 Corinthians. Ooh, got to get that right. 2 Corinthians in the New Testament, chapter 10, verse 5, where it talks about casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we have lots of things around us that come against us as believers, people who try to twist us this way and that way. But deliverance, uh, (coughs) excuse me, but deliverance from sin is not the same thing as deliverance from human nature, although they can be closely related many, many times. There are things in human nature like prejudices that a believer can only destroy within themselves by neglecting that part of human nature. There are things that we have learned maybe through generational learning uh, about being prejudiced against a particular ethnicity or something else or a particular culture. But we have to actively, you know, go away from that. And then there's other things that have to be destroyed by vigilance. That is through God's divine strength imparted by his spirit. Think about that. There are some things over which we're not to fight about, but only to stand still, like it says in Exodus 14, 13. What a great verse for the Israel of old, where he tells the Israelites, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Watch what I'm going to do on your behalf. And so a lot of times we have to rely on God's strength to do that. But we need to actively participate in steering ourselves and ignoring those kinds of things that create that conflict within us. And as we steer away, when we don't have the strength, we have to think consciously that this is opposing God. This is this is not godly, these thoughts. And so when we don't have the ability to continue to move away from it, we seek the strength of God imparted through the Holy Spirit. That is so important to remember and hold on to. And here, here's what else. But every theory or thought that raises itself up as a fortified barrier against the knowledge of God is determinedly demolished by drawing on God's power. You see what we're talking about here? We have to begin to make the choice. But it's just like sin. We have to begin to say, Lord, I do not want to. we got to show God and say to the Lord, I do not want to continue in that sin, Lord. But I am a weak, frail, fleshly being. God, please give me the strength. Lord, change me in a way that I will not continue to sin in that foolishness. And so this is what he's saying here. But through every theory or thought that raises itself up as a fortified barrier, all these things that we think that are inappropriate against the knowledge of God is to be determinedly demolished by drawing on God's power, not through human effort or 
by compromise. We do not compromise when it comes to what God's knowledge is, what we know is just and right. And so if you want to read that a little closer, see 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. I hope you have your Bibles out, maybe a pen, and you're writing that down, and you're just saying, Oh, Dan, that is that is moving. And I do want to see that further because there is a part there. There is the some of these. Uh, uh, how do I refer to them gently without uh, creating a debate amongst uh, many of my brothers and sisters <laughs> through through some doctrinal things? There are some things of, of individuals who promote pre-election and things like that where pre-election was the actual case, uh, what do you need to do? You're elected. It can never change if that were the reality of it and that we would have no choice in it. Uh, God says that these decisions are our choice. And if it was not that way, then why would God say there is a punishment for those who do not obey him? If God made us not to obey him, why would there be a punishment at the end? Why would there be? There would not be because you would have just been fulfilling what God made you do. And that's not the case. We are free will. God making us in his image. When we look at that image, there's so many things that God has made in us. And one of them is free will, a choice. And so what leads us to destruction is our choice, not pre-election. Now, I know that's going to disturb some of my brothers and sisters who have doctrinal that, that says other things. But, you know, we can debate that uh, at some other time. The idea of what we're saying here is let's lead people to salvation, not to the thought that they are pre-elected and there's nothing else that they have to do. They don't need to go to church. They don't need to pray. They don't need to do anything. They're pre-elected. There's nothing to worry about here. That's not what the gospel calls us to do. The gospel calls us to share the love of God with the walking dead, with those who do not know Jesus Christ. And that's what we need to do. That's what we need to focus on, to provide and be a vessel of Christ flowing through us with living waters of life so that others may have the opportunity that God has given to you and I because we have surrendered freely. We made a choice. Please keep that in your heart and your mind. We have a choice. And so remember, it's not only when God has transformed our nature that we have entered into the experience of sanctification that the fight begins. It's not only then. There is more. The warfare is not against sin because we can never fight against sin. Oh, is that a revelation or what? Think about that. So, so often we fail because we attempt to fight the sin ourselves. Why would we do that? Jesus Christ died on the cross because of our sins. He took that burden of our sin on him. And by his death and by his beatings and by his stripes and by his broken body, we are healed. Remember that, brothers and sisters. 
Focus on that. Submit yourself to God's will so that Christ can flow through you. It is a submitting a free will choice. Again, we don't have the ability to fight sin. When we attempt to do that, we fail. We're attempting to do something that Christ has already done. What Jesus is asking us to do now is to develop that personal relationship with him so that the Spirit of God may dwell within us and that we may be one with him as he is with the Father. Remember that prayer. He said, Father, let them be one as you and I are one. And everything, Father, that you have told me, I have shared with them. Remember that, brothers and sisters. It is so important. We're going to take a short break, and you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, Talk Radio 95. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Remember, if you'd like a free Bible, just send me your name and your address. Free of charge. There's no obligation. I won't use your information for anything else other than to send you that Bible. Please email me your name and address at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. Thank you again for, you know, joining in today and tuning in. We're in our fourth segment of today. Man, does that time fly? Uh, especially when it's with the gospel and it's something cl- so close to our hearts, so powerful, so much blessings attributed to uh, and from God that he wants to share with us. And so that's what we want to impart here at Saturday morning. We want to impart those blessings. We want ourselves to be able to have those living waters flow through to help those that God is leading to himself. Again, for that intimate relationship. That's what God seeks. We're not following somebody who's buried in a grave, whose body has decayed, who's left a manifesto of all these wonderful morality lessons. We are serving the living, breathing God through by which all things seen and unseen have been created. And thank you, Lord, for caring and having such grace abound for your creatures. And so back to our program of fountains, right? Fountains of blessings. Isn't that amazing? And that's what we want to be. And again, where I left off in the previous segment, uh, we need to remember that it's only when God has transformed our nature. When he's transformed our nature and we've entered into the experience of sanctification, which we've talked about a lot. But that's not something that you need to dwell on to make it complicated. 
These are fancy words uh, that we use to describe this relationship as we develop it with God so that the Holy Spirit fills us and our will has been put aside so that God's will can be accomplished through us. And I think that's so, so important. And again, I think this is another important, we, we were talking about this at the end of the last segment, but <clears throat> the warfare is not against sin. Jesus has conquered sin. Jesus has conquered death because we can never fight against uh, that. Jesus conquered that in his redemption, um, you know, of us. When he died on the cross for us, that was taken care of. The conflict is waged over turning our natural life into a spiritual life. That's where we start to run afoul. So often our natural lust and inhibitions begin to direct our spiritual life and begin to make cracks into it. If we're not focused and continually submitting and surrendering all to God, whenever we reach back out and say, God, I, I think I got this part here. I think I got that part. And then we start to run down a rocky road that that's um, not so good all the time. And again, I'll tell you this, it's never done easily, nor does God that it, it tends to be so. This there is a learning. We are constantly learning and being improved upon. And in that improvement, God describes us like raw elements, precious elements coming out of the earth, which have impurities still in them. And this work that God does through us is like refining us in a fire where the dross and the impurities are taken away so that is what is left is absolutely priceless and pure. That is the goal, and that is the simplicity of it. So seek, seek, seek that intimate relationship that is so, so, so important. I, I, I just can't stress that enough. Again, it's never done easily. Uh, and again, God never intends it to be easy. And it's accomplished uh, only through a series of moral choices. Again, we have choices and they are our choices. And God doesn't make us holy in the sense that he makes our character holy, right? He makes us holy in the sense that he makes us innocent before him. Oh, so that when God turns to see us, he's not seeing what we were before Christ died on the cross, before we accepted the salvation, the sin-filled creature. When he sees us now, he sees the Son. Oh my, is there some clarity to that? He makes us holy in the sense that he makes us innocent before him. And then we have to turn that innocence into holy character through the moral choices we make. So as we move and our character begins to be changed, as we come through and we're being made pure and purified, our choices should be coming better, right? They should be coming more towards the will of God and the benefit of others. Not thinking back on blessings that we can be receiving. That is the wrong path. It is the blessings that we could be to others, not even the blessing that we could be to God. That's the wrong thinking. 
um, God wants us to empty us of all of ourselves to give to him. And then he will use us to be a blessing to him. That's very, very important to understand. And these choices are going to be continually opposed and hostile to the things of our natural life. We're going to have friction within ourselves, which we have become so deeply entrenched. The very things that raise themselves up as fortified barriers against the knowledge of God. That is correct. So think about that clearly, because we can either turn back, making ourselves of no value in the kingdom of God, or we can determinedly demolish these things, allowing Jesus to bring another son to glory. Amen. I pray that it be that. And so if you want to read a little more on that through the scriptures, go to the gospel, go to Hebrews. And the New Testament, I mean, uh, after the Gospels. And it would be Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. Please check that out. And so it is very important that we understand those things. And still there's another difference in the aspect of the strenuous nature of our walk of faith. And the Apostle Paul says this. And um, this is, and we don't usually talk about translations, but there was one time, you know, that I collected a lot of translations rather than look up the Greek words all the time or the Hebrew words to see if the translation was leaning in one direction or another. But I collected many, many uh, translations. And one of the translations was a Moffat translation. And so he says, I take every project prisoner to make it obey Christ. So much Christian work today has never been disciplined. You have to think about that. It's just all over the place, but has simply come into being by an impulse. Ooh, that's a hard, that's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard thing to swallow, right? In our Lord's life, Every project was disciplined to the will of God. And so that's where we want to be. There was never the slightest tendency to follow the impulse of his own will as distinct from his father's will. And remember the scripture in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, 19. The son can do nothing of himself. What is Jesus saying? He says he's doing the Father's will. He's not doing this by his own impulse. Everything that he has done, every step that he has taken has been within his Father's will. So he's telling us these are the steps that we need to do as well. Not our own impulse, but following in the will of our Father. And then compare this with what we do when we take thought, you're going to love this. We take every thought or project that comes into us by impulse and jump into action immediately instead of imprisoning and disciplining ourselves to obey Christ. Again, these are our choices. We're making a choice to do or not do this, to put it aside, right, to imprison or discipline ourselves 
with the thought and the impulse. We do. We can. God gives us the strength to make the choice of, Lord, I do not want to continue to think in this vein of thinking. It is inappropriate. And so we say to the Lord, we do not want to do this. And when we are weak and cannot begin, we reach for that strength that God promises us he will provide when we ask. And let us ask righteously and rightly. Practical work so often for the believer is really overemphasized today. And the believers who are bringing every thought and project into captivity are often criticized and told uh, they're not determined. Think about that. And that their lack of zeal for God or their zeal for soul for others. But True determination. See, you're going to start to see a pattern here between those who function in impulse and those who follow God's will. And so you need to pray for discernment when you're involved in groups like that. So really think about that. Bringing every thought and captivity into what? And so, but again, true determination and zeal are found in obeying God and not every inclination to serve him that arises from our own undisciplined nature. Think about that, my friends. Think about this. This means that each person must recognize the responsibility to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Romans 12, verse 2. Thank you for joining and listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown. And always... As always, God bless you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Take care. God bless.